Kids have been trooping to the makeshift photo studio in the den all evening long to be snapped for the paper's annual Edwardstown's Kids Do Halloween feature. Instantly, Jeannie was smiling again. I tried to make him a pirate, but he wouldn't take the eye patch. Next year, then, offered Sally, starting to disengage. We'll save the front page. Distractedly greeting people as she went, she made her way through the crowded dining room to what was left of the six-foot-long superhero and sliced off a piece. Then, pouring herself a plastic cup of red wine, her fourth, she retreated to a corner. "'You okay?' asked her husband Mark, appearing beside her. "'I gotta get out of here,' he nodded meaningfully. "'Jeannie Porter's immaculate conception, right?' "'What?' "'Oh, you're lucky. You were spared the full story.' He took her hand and squeezed. "'Don't let it get to you. She's resented you since high school, ever since you whipped her in the finals of the 440. "'Thanks. That helps.' She gave a wistful smile. "'It beats thinking of myself as bitter and petty.' "'In fact,' He'd loved her just as long. Even back then, she was more complicated than she showed, a lithe blonde with an athlete's grace, inquisitive and full of humor, her deep brown eyes reflecting her quicksilver moods. Something of a star himself in high school, rhythm guitar in the area's best novice rock band, like everyone else, he recognized Sally Benedict as a supernova, operating a level of competency and confidence that had nothing to do with normal adolescence. Already the future she'd been plotting since elementary school seemed to be unfolding. Who else in this rural New Hampshire town had ever won Mademoiselle Magazine's annual essay contest with its prize of a summer internship in New York City? Who else had even thought to enter? Four years ago, when she returned to town after her father's death in a car accident, it was as a big-deal reporter with the Philadelphia Inquirer, while he was still going off every day to their former alma mater, teaching science. So he was startled the first time they ran into one another by her offer to buy him dinner, and nothing short of floored by her admission that she'd had a secret crush on him also. Stealing himself for her departure three weeks later, he scarcely dared believe it when she announced her intention to stay. "'What about your job?' was the obvious question. "'My mother needs me a lot more. I hear they're looking for someone to run the weekly.' She paused then with such conviction it was as if the words had never been spoken before. "'This is home. This is where I'm happiest.' As literal about these things as most guys, Mark understood only much later that, on some level, her return had at least as much to do with starting a family of her own. Even now, just thirty-six, she could probably have her pick of high-profile jobs in Boston or New York. But what she wouldn't have was this rambling Victorian with its immense front yard and relatives close at hand, and the ability to bend a work schedule around the demands of motherhood. To Mark, an easygoing sort, the idea of kids was fine. Why not? In a vague sort of way, he'd always figured it would someday happen. But not having kids would be okay, too. It was this helpless in-between state that was so hard to take, the maelstrom of anxiety and doubt into which Sally had been thrown after more than a year of trying. Now, at the party, he spotted a pair of sullen sixteen-year-olds with pierced noses and dyed pink hair lounging in a nearby corner. "'Hey, guys,' he called out for Sally's benefit. "'Terrific costumes!' "'You know them? 
Former students of mine, he dropped his voice. Look at the bright side. That's what babies turn into. She smiled weakly, appreciating the effort. I'll take my chances. Look, he offered. You really look like you can use a break. Why don't you duck out for a while? Your mom and I will handle things here. He nodded toward Sally's mother in the next room, shepherding a half-dozen kids into line beneath a jack-o'-lantern piñata. She hesitated, then nodded. Just for a little while. Slowly, she made her way upstairs and into the spare room Mark had turned into a home office. Taking a couple of Tylenol, she clicked on the TV and collapsed onto the couch. Arm flung across her face, watching through one heavily lidded eye, she flashed by the channels. Abruptly, she sat up and flipped back a couple of spots. Yes, there he was, R. Paul Holland, slightly grayer than when she...